Welcome to another episode of the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne Samoylov. Today, we are going to be talking about the entrepreneurial battles that we wage, that we things that we fight against, kind of maybe not every day, but they are the most common, mostly internal battles that we face as entrepreneurs, as people trying to build businesses. And this is especially prevalent among online entrepreneurs because many of us are working in a bit of solitude, at least to start with. So even though there's low overhead to starting an online business and working online or starting something that's just out of your home, there are a lot of other ways in which (laughs) the journey can become pretty difficult. So we're going to talk about some of those things today and specifically some of the things that I face. Okay, so let's just dive in and start talking about these battles. So I wrote some of them down because I started thinking, well, what are the battles and what are the challenges that I face and that maybe are self-inflicted? And as an entrepreneur, you know what I'm talking about when you hear these things. So consistency, you know, showing up on a regular basis, either on your blog, on your podcast, wherever it is that you show up showing consistently, that, as you know, is kind of a key to most anything you want to succeed at is being consistent, showing up at the gym every day, eating eating well every day, taking care of yourself, loving someone even every day on a consistent basis. Consistency just breeds stability. So this is one of the main things that you as an entrepreneur might be thinking about. Okay, how can I stay consistent with my blog? What do I need to do consistently every single day to make sure that I'm growing my business and make sure that I'm not going insane while I'm doing it? Also, you might be facing issues and challenges of staying focused. I know this is definitely the case for me. Another one, making decisions. This is a, this is an interesting topic and I'll go into it a little bit more uh, and especially how it relates to me and my business, but I think that you'll get some, potentially you'll be shaking your head during that section. Uh, then there is also the battle we wage against overthinking, overthinking every single thing we do, which kind of goes hand in hand with decisions actually, if you think about it. Then we fight the beast known as comparison. Comparison can actually whittle away at your confidence, at your self-worth, at what you know about yourself, and really can skew how you how you operate in your business, what kind of content you put out, and not necessarily in a good way. So then the last one, which is again related to this whole comparison challenge, is the challenge of remembering that you have value to share and knowing without a doubt that you do. So for me, and I guess actually that's a really good place for me to start, even though it was the last one I shared with you, self-value is something that I often, I think I've always struggled with this a little bit. Like I know what I know, but I'm like, is it enough? Am I, even when I was doing production and producing animation because I didn't, I wasn't personally invested necessarily in the projects. I kind of felt like hired help a lot of the time. And so I started feeling and thinking, well, 
I'm just kind of a fraud. I don't know anything about this process. If they really knew that I didn't know, they would be like, oh my gosh, we put so much faith in him. But the truth is, I don't think I ever let anybody down. I may have had moments dealing with clients that weren't so pretty. And I can definitely think of a few uh, when I was working with the Discovery Channel, but that was a very unique situation. But I definitely go back to that place a lot. You know, if I'm ever not sure if I'm anxious or I'm stressed out or I've been working too much, I very quickly re- retreat into the, well, am I really, do I really have anything interesting or valuable to share? Maybe I'm just screwing up everybody's stuff. You know, maybe I'm, maybe what I have to give is actually the, it's, it's actually the opposite of value. So I can definitely, uh, put myself in that place. And I, I don't like to admit that, but I, that's why I have to serve. That's probably like the biggest battle. I, I fight not on a daily basis, but if I'm working too much, if I'm not taking care of myself, if I'm not working out, moving my body, going on, going on little mini trips with my family, if I'm not getting to see my, my close friends at networking events, this is definitely what happens to me. I start going there because I don't have any reference points. And so for me, what fight, what helps to fight this is having those reference points, is having people that I can call on to find out. And also it helps that I have an amazing community, community inside Fearless Launching because the Fearless Launchers, I mean, it's like when I, right when I need it, I get an email from someone right when I need it. I get a, I get like a few emails. It's like almost like the universe is saying, see what you do actually matters and it works and people are appreciative of their results (laughs) and they're telling you. So shut up already. It's like the universe is saying, yeah, shut up, Anne. You're, you're done. You're done feeling sorry for yourself or feeling like you can't give what you want to give. So self value and really valuing myself is something that I work on every day. And, and now I, I kind of keep a little folder for myself, a little digital folder, or I just go into the Facebook group for fearless launching, or I go and I read, read those emails in that little folder. And I remind myself that First of all, I don't need that necessarily that good job in, though I'm kind of that kind of a person. I, I think that's one of my love languages is that I need affirmation. Anyway, so I go to those places whenever I need a little bit of help getting myself out of that funk. So let's talk about consistency. Consistency, like I said, is one of those things that, you know, there are various I guess, perspectives on whether you need to have consistent content or not. And I just think you have to be, you have to be stable. People have to know what to expect from you. So if they know that you likely blog a couple times a week, but they don't really, you know, you've never said I'm blogging on Mondays and Thursdays, then they're probably okay if you don't blog on Mondays and Thursdays. So for me, I did say that I wanted my podcast up on Thursdays, but total transparency. If you're listening to this on Thursday, the day that it went live, I'm recording it on Thursday morning because this week, my computer, uh, long story. Anyway, so I'm actually huffing and puffing, trying to get it done before the computer crashes again, because I'm bringing it to the Apple store today. So yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what's happening over here. (laughs) But consistency really means you deciding 
it's not even just a schedule that you keep. It's, I like to put out two blog posts a week and I like to have them on this topic. I like to do a video a week and I want it to be about this, or I want it to have be the, the reason I'm doing the video is to kind of share a little bit more behind the scenes. It's having consistent reasons why you're creating content and maybe even consistent channels where you're showing up and maybe you're not all over the place. Maybe you're just like, you know, Instagram's my jam. That's where I'm showing up. Or I'm going to just stick to my YouTube videos. Or if you just started on Periscope, maybe you're like, you know what? Periscope's my jam for now. I'm going to just hang out there. Everything is going to stem from that. If I do podcasts, there'll be recordings of my my scopes. It's about you making sure people know where they, where and when they can kind of find you. And I do think it's important, but at the same time, I also think it, there's an opportunity to just be real with people. And if you don't get something out, you don't get something out. So that's, that's kind of the, the approach that I've always taken is dudes, my kids decided to stay home yesterday. So I didn't get to record my podcast and guess what? My Monday blog post went up on Thursday because something else happened. You know, it's like be real with people. And I think they appreciate that. Now I am, I am definitely a fan of being as prepared and on time and on schedule as I possibly can. But I do think there's room for humanity and being human. Uh, what I find very interesting is this week I was actually I was listening to Pat Flynn's interview with Garrett Moon from CoSchedule, and CoSchedule is a WordPress plugin that I absolutely love. If you're not using it, I would definitely check out the. Well, I, I'll put a link to that that podcast and and to CoSchedule down below where you can get the trial. But but the thing I love about CoSchedule is it is it allows me to not escape scheduling my social media. I write my blog posts and it's right it's in the same place that I would write and publish my blog post. So I go down, I set up my Yoast SEO plugin, I keep going down and I set up my next week or next two weeks or next whatever, however however long I decide to set up the social media for and it's done. Right there, publish, goodbye. Okay, we're good. So that allows me. So there are tools that allow you to be more consistent. I, if you listen to, well, actually, I don't know if they mention it on the episode, but if you listen to that episode, you're going to learn a little bit more about his workflow too. And I just think it's a fascinating episode. So absolutely make sure you listen to that. It's a smart passive income podcast. And it's, if you don't follow the link, just Go go look for the podcast, search for Garrett Moon, and you'll see it. It's a great, great conversation. However, that actually led me to their website, and I realized that they have this Evernote plugin, and I think I've seen it there on the side of the the whole dashboard for CoSchedule, but I just never had clicked on it. And essentially what it allows you to do is write your blog posts in Evernote and seamlessly bring them into your blog. So no crazy characters and all that stuff. So I have yet to try it out, but I plan on it because if I can find another kind of string in this whole cold schedule process, it's already helped me be way more consistent with how I'm posting social media, how often, though I did get a few more tips from Garrett in that episode. So definitely check that out. 
But I think that tools can help you stay consistent, but constantly changing your tools is doing nothing for you. So I say pick something, stick with it. Uh, Co-schedule is great. Also, uh, when I'm working into the whole process is getting all of my best performing ones into Edgar. And Edgar's great because you definitely can see there's analytics in there too. You can see stuff, but the initial stuff that you put in, you can actually pull from your all time best posts as, as co-schedule helps you figure that out. So I, I definitely love that. Next up in the entrepreneurial battles we wage are, uh, is, is one that I'm sure that you can resonate with because I definitely have not not ongoing, but off and on. It just depends on what's going on. Like, don't leave me to my own devices because focus goes right out the window. So for me, I have to literally say, this is what I'm focused on. Here's what I'm hoping to achieve. And here's the date. And then everything else needs to literally be set to the side. I have a ton of ideas. I'm sure you do too. I mean, this summer, I feel like I've been waffling back and forth. And to be honest, this year has been an interesting year of introspection, overthinking, uh, but it's also been a great year of connection as well. So I realized that that's where my focus has been, though I hadn't understood that that was the case until recently when I realized, oh yeah, you've been spending more time connecting, building your community. That's all good stuff. That's great stuff. I love it. But it's good to also set that intention before you start doing certain activities all the time. So, so focusing is really a key factor in achieving success. I think, I think unless you're willing to focus and I'm thinking of my daughter because she does like to play this video game. And I think that her favorite part of it is creating new characters. She doesn't want to take the characters all the way to their absolute highest level. She just likes creating new ones and taking them through that beginner phase, which is funny because my mom is the same way. Because my mom, <laughs> my mom plays that video game with her, <laughs> and they live in. You know, my mom lives back back east, and we live out on the west coast. So anyway, so I always tell Mila, I'm like, you know, Mila, if you want those higher level spells and those higher level abilities, you have to focus. And it's the same here, by the way. I don't judge, but she is playing World of Warcraft with lots of filters on that chat and lots of parental controls to limit her time. But I'm a longtime player. I shouldn't be surprised that she is now playing uh, as well, even at seven. But she plays with her grandmother, which I think is hilarious. And it's very kid-friendly. I mean... I'm sure that there's things that she may or may not see in the chat. And that's a whole other discussion. Maybe I should just go on. Uh, there's like a gaming moms podcast that I love. I'm not going to, I swear. See, did you see that? Did you see what just happened? I just got off track. So focus is insanely important. So try to fo- try to schedule, not schedule, but say, okay, for the next month, this is going to be my focus. Try that. If you can't focus that long, focus for shorter periods of time until you can extend, you know, it's like, it's like getting on a treadmill, like go a cup, go each day. You like add a little bit more time to your focus. So maybe you start with this week, I'm going to focus on X and then each week come up with that new focus. Decisions. Decisions are the next one that I want to talk about because decisions are interesting. I've watched people 
make decisions and I've made decisions in different ways myself. One thing that I think is really tough to watch is people basically asking every single person they know what they think and and then really never stopping that process. Now, some people are really great and can just ask specific key people they know will be the best suited to help them make a decision, and then they can go off and make their own decision. Or you could get stuck in a cycle of simply asking and asking and asking, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? At some point you have to, you, and in fact, this is another one. If you set the intention, if you just say, look, I'm going to ask my three top people about this decision. Cause obviously I'm not making it. I've been thinking about it for a week and I'm still not making the decision. So I just need some, you know, inside feedback from the people who I care about, I know they care about me, they know about my business, or they know about whatever it is you need that decision help on. And then you say, okay, and then after I hear that, I'm going to give myself a day to process the info. And then the next day, I'm going to say, I'm going to ask myself the question again, and hopefully answer it. Uh, Hillary Rushford was talking to me about making decisions and various things in her business. And I just love that she said, you know, just keep asking the question. And that doesn't mean you keep asking it to other people. You just keep asking it like, okay, what feels right? Like you can ask your people and then just keep asking the question because the answer will come. But you can't just, you can't just default to asking other people. I do think that you need to limit that, make sure that you pick the right people to help you make a decision. And then you you do have to make the decision yourself and come down to that final, you have to make the final call, the final cut and, and be okay sticking with it because it's not going to be, everybody's going to have a different point of view about your thing, about your business. Everybody has a different way they're going to approach it. And it's up to you to have to live with it and to have to execute on whatever it is that you need to make that decision on. So I know that I've had definitely struggles with this. So one of the, one of the main struggles that I've had in the past few months is I have two launching programs. Actually, I have three really, but the third one just isn't on the market yet. And all of a sudden I realized that I thought that I was making like a lower, like a more intro version, but really it's not. It's, it's more of it's more of something that enhances fearless launching. So fearless launching is the main product and what's likely going to happen. So, you know, if you guys are interested and you go over to the, to my site and you see the launch walkthrough, that is basically a to-do list delivered to you by email, but there are some other elements. There's a full PDF launch manual. There's my roadmap and there's also an overview video in that. But if uh, pretty much I'm, I'm pretty close to just taking that off the shelf because it's a part of fearless launching. And I feel like it would be better if I just had one launch course, everything's in that. Um, if you want access to me, you want access to the, access to that, you go in there. I'm not quite sure yet. So I have to make that decision, but that's something that I actually have been thinking about for a while, but I was thinking about it from different angles. And now I think I'm asking myself the right questions. So stay tuned. I will hopefully have, if you keep seeing it up there, then you know, I've decided to keep it up, <laughs> but maybe not. Um, the other thing totally related to this decisions, and you just heard a little snippet of what goes on in my brain, but is the is the kind of, uh, it's not so good overthinking things. So I 
I'm a huge overthinker. I think of, I like try to kind of like analyze and overanalyze. I, I don't know if it's a Pisces thing or what, but I definitely overanalyze and I can take action once I've decided, but for some reason I overthink until I'm absolutely positively certain. But what's interesting is that overthinking is actually a really huge, like blinking light saying, hello, and if you're overthinking it, maybe the answer is no. Do you know what I mean? So for me, for me, the things that I take action on quickly are the things that I'm sure about. So if I'm not sure about them, and I know a lot of people say, you know, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a hell no, uh, or heck no, hell kick yes. So I think for myself, now that I'm, you know, with, but, but what's interesting, there's like, see, I'm overthinking it right now. I'm trying to like come up with some snappy way. I'm like, Ooh, that may be the key to making decisions more quickly. If I don't say yes right away, then it's a no. But the truth is that can be, that's not exactly true, but what I like to do is take action on the things that I know for sure first. So I think that's where decision-making you can strengthen that decision-making muscle by, okay, so there are going to be things that you just can't make a decision on. Okay. So fire yourself, fire yourself from the act of making that decision and simply, simply act on the things you know for sure, because those things you don't have to think about. It's like, it's like when I'm <laughs> married my husband, I went to Canada. I am the overthinker of the century, but when he asked me to go move to Canada with him, like, before, way before we were married, we hadn't even been dating for a few months. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's go. <laughs> so when you're sure about things, it's easy to take action. So I don't want you to take action if you're not sure. And just because something seems right, there is a good reason for you to think things through. But don't do that with everything. Don't think you need to think, think and overthink every single thing. If there's something that seems amazing, right, you're just energetic, excited, passionate about it, roll with that energy and get it done. Create that thing, create that ebook, create that product, create that offering and get it out there because you will be so happy you did that. I mean, I was happy this past week when I just said, you know what, doing this webinar, I'm announcing it tomorrow and the next week I'm doing it and I did it. So that was amazing. Um, we talked about self-value a lot, uh, at the beginning of this episode, and I want to talk about comparison because it kind of goes in the same world. Um, I definitely, if you get into the whole, I'm not good enough, you usually are comparing yourself to something or someone, whether it's some story that you've been telling yourself, some, some expectation you've set Usually it's you. You are usually the person you're comparing yourself against, your own expectations for yourself. I don't know, your own goals. But what happens then, and, and I think, first of all, you've got to just realize like you're the only one who cares when you do stuff and when you get stuff done. So yes, you don't want to let yourself down, but don't be comparing yourself to, I don't know, to something that is... It's so funny. I was just listening. I, I heard a sound as I was just talking and it really stopped me for a second, got me off track. And it was my cat shifting in a chair 
<laughs> like, geez, cat, you scared me. So anyway, so comparison can happen with yourself and your expectations. And you have to ask yourself why you're holding those expectations of yourself. Where did you get them? Who told you you had to do something in a specific time frame or in a specific way? And who cares if you change your mind? That's what I say. My, again, I always like to talk about my daughter because I see my, it's like, as entrepreneurs, if you kind of separate from yourself, if you go outside your own body, you realize that as an entrepreneur, many of many, you might often feel like a child. Like, I don't want to do that. My mom told me not to or something. All those like little kid things start coming back out. And that's why I think of Mila because sometimes I won't even say anything. And I feel like she must feel some sort of intense pressure. And it's, it really actually saddens me because I'm like, man, I didn't even say anything. And she's like, no, 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 I'm going, I'm going as fast as I can. I'll be right there. Like she will literally go off the chain and I haven't said a word. Zero. I've never said a word. I've never said you move too slowly. I've never said, you know, anything that would make me, even in that realm, I've never said anything to make her feel like, oh no, I'll go to my bedroom because you wanted me to go there. And I'm thinking, when did I say that? And then I think, oh, there are these unkind of spoken little things that we start telling ourselves and believing them. Maybe we heard them once. Maybe we, maybe we ourselves get put that pressure on ourselves in one specific situation. And that just kind of becomes our voice to ourselves. So I, I don't want to go off the deep end in the whole woo, woo woo department, but. I will say that comparison happens first for me internally with like expectations I have for myself. And then if those don't work to really put me down, because <laughs> I like to punish myself for some reason, but if those don't work, then guess what does? I just have to look out into the interwebs. All I have to do is turn on Facebook or see an ad or see an email in my inbox. And then I have to remind myself that dudes, those people have the same insecurities and same comparisons and same moments where they're like, oh, oh man, what am I doing? Why am I not doing that? But the truth is, it's like now I, A, I'm just trying to laugh at myself. This is something that I learned from Hillary Rubin, another friend of mine, where I just try to laugh like, oh, that's funny, Ann. That's funny that you think that you need to do that. Yeah. That's funny that you think you need to be a software company. No, you don't need to do that. Um, you know, like when it's kind of funny when you respond, oh, that's interesting. And if I just were approach it with humor or curiosity, I can get myself out of that comparison really quickly. Plus the fact that a lot of the people that I might subconsciously compare myself to, they're friends. So that helps as well. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's interesting, Anne, because your business isn't the same as hers or his or that person's or that company's. So you don't really need to go there, right? And so I actually have to talk myself out of it and get back on track because when you spend too much time in comparison, you're not doing anything. You're not doing – and there was actually – oh my gosh, there was a great article on the Edgar blog that Laura wrote. Um and on Medium, oh my gosh, I just saw two different posts. I'm going to have to put those in the show notes for you. But it was about not trying to be better or the best, Try, not trying to kind of look at a company, some other person or company or service or product and be like, oh, I'm going to create the better version of that. Or, you know, like, let's say you, you were like, oh man, Marie Fuller is amazing, but I'm going to create the better version, a better kind of business training program for women. 
and it's going to be, it's going to rock so much. It's going to rock Marie or whatever. Like it, like there is a different way to approach being the best. And I, you've got to check out these two articles because one is more of a case study on like a decision that Laura made in her business to not get funding for her Edgar project, her Edgar uh, software and service. But also she talks about that not needing to be the best, not trying. What, what, what happens if you stop trying to be the best and you just do a great job and you just try to be a great company and you just try to give your best, not your best, but you just try to give good value to people. You just try to help people. How about that? So I will put those in the show notes. Okay. So wrapping up here, these were just some of the entrepreneurial battles that I face and I fight, not reg- like I said, not, not every single second of every day, but definitely on a regular basis. They come crashing in and those are consistency, focus, decision-making, overthinking, comparison, and what I'm calling self-value. I'm curious if you've ever fought those battles too and how you get out of them. I think there's a great combination of tools, self-talk, and support that you can get from outside people to help you get out of these fights. You don't even need to be fighting them. That's the funny thing. So I'd love to hear from you. Definitely leave an email you know, send me an email or leave a comment below in the show notes. I would love to hear what battles you're waging and, and ask yourself if you actually really need to be. Thanks for listening this week to the fearless launching show. If you'd like to subscribe, head over and you're not already subscribed, head over to iTunes, look for the fearless launching show and hit subscribe. And I'd also love it if you'd review the show because it will definitely help other entrepreneurs and business owners just like you to find that support, find that push, find that little spark that will get you launching your big ideas. And that's it. So have a great one. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you showing up today and I look forward to speaking to you guys soon. See you next week.